0: On a dark and stormy night, the last night, 20-year-old Zack Jones sits in his treehouse fortress. It was constructed by Zack's father when Zack was only 10 years old. Since then, it has been modified, fortified, and otherwise made livable to some extent or another.
1: Patches, it's just the thunder. There aren't any monsters down there. Right now.
0: Zack rummages through his treehouse home, looking for a pad of paper and a pen. Only a moment or two into his search, Zack trips and Oof. falls, flashing oh. his face. Patches waddles over to him and licks his face. Zack groans in pain before Ah. looking over to see what caused him to tumble over. It is, of course, the old hotel safe he scavenged a day earlier. He gets to his feet and finds what he was looking for. Zack moves to the old Jeep car seat he liberated from the dump a few years back and plops down. Patches runs over and immediately sits on his lap. Zack lets out a sigh before beginning to write.
1: June 14th, 2000 and... Hold on. This is stupid. Why am I starting with the date? That really doesn't matter at all. Of course, nothing matters. Nothing has mattered for about as long as I can remember. My entire life has been nothing but a practice in futility anyway. Look, I'm going to cut to the chase. This is a zombie story. I know, I know. You've heard it all before. Nothing new under the sun when it comes to an undead apocalypse. Except, my story is a little different. Most zombie stories are about how it all began. My story is about how it all ends.
2: Hey man, what's Nine up? years yeah, man, ago. My fellow Americans, yeah, no, I and sure anyone really else around the world who may be viewing go go this online, it's my solemn regret that I have to be the one to reveal this awful news to the world. I hope you'll all allow me to indulge my humanity and speak very candidly to you Hey, quiet, hey, hey, quiet down. Something's happening. It seems our greatest fears have come to meet us at our door. An asteroid the size of Hawaii is on a collision course with our planet. The impact will take place on July 23rd. Give or take a few weeks. Nine years from now. It is my hope that industry and world leaders will band together in this time and try and save what we can of our world. But the fact of the matter is, we simply don't possess the technology to prevent this cataclysm. I wish I could tell you that there was a secret government space program trained and equipped on, for I just gotta, this gotta, incident, I gotta, I gotta,
3: I but regrettably,
2: this isn't a work of fiction concocted by Hollywood. No, we need to all prepare ourselves for what's coming.
1: All around the world, people listened and began to understand the severity of the US President's words. Every man, woman and child on the planet collectively let out a silent cry in mourning of the inevitable demise of the Earth. When
2: I first was informed about this, I found myself thinking about all the time we could have spent advancing our world for the better. Instead, we wasted it fighting each other, scheming plotting, trying to get ahead. Who has the most money? Who has the most oil? We failed each other. Because like it or not, we are facing the end together.
1: Well, I guess that's it. That was
0: an address from President Wheeler with some grave news.
1: My mother, Joyce, turned off the television.
0: What are we going to do, Tom?
1: It will be okay, Joyce. It'll be okay. At age 11, I wasn't 100% sure of what was going on. But I knew it was a big deal and that my parents were scared. My father hugged my mother as she cried on his shoulder. I wasted no time joining the embrace. Both of my parents threw an arm around me. We all squeezed each (laughs) other tightly. The sound of a puppy barking from the other room immediately drew my attention. I looked into the direction from where it came and then back at my father with a big smile on my face. He smiled back. He let go of our family and walked over to an adjacent room. He returned seconds later holding a small puppy in his arms. I was overjoyed at the sight of my new pet. Is he mine? Yeah, he he sure is, kiddo. His name's Patches, but you, you can change it if you want. No way! Patches is perfect! Happy birthday, Zach! I immediately started playing with my new puppy. The drama was all but forgotten by the arrival of my new friend. Tom took the opportunity to pull my mother to the side to continue their conversation.
3: I'm scared, Tom.
1: I am too, but this isn't the end. We'll prepare. Maybe we can make a bomb shelter or something. At the very least, we can gather supplies. We have time. We still have time. Unbeknownst to anyone at the time, the president actually did leave a few things out. His advisors had hope holding back a bit might do something to minimize the worldwide panic. There's no way of knowing whether or not informing the public would have done any good Because ultimately, there wasn't anywhere to hide. While it was true the Earth-killing asteroid wouldn't reach our planet for nine years, it would be preceded by an onslaught of smaller meteors. Rocks began falling from the sky about a month after the president's address. caused destruction beyond anything ever seen before, looking more like biblical fire and brimstone than an astrological event. This only led to credence to those religious fundamental groups popping up everywhere since the announcement. but the real horror was still yet to come. I remember being scared. My dad told me there was nothing to worry about that all the rocks were falling other places. Looking back, I know he wasn't just trying to do what fathers do in terrible situations. He was trying to make me feel better. And he did. For a while. Suddenly, the loud shattering sound of broken glass woke me up. I remember I was about 12. At first, I wasn't sure if I was still having a nightmare. I had a lot of nightmares back then. But before I could dismiss the ruckus, the sound of my parents screaming rooted me firmly in reality. The sound must have scared Patches too, because he quickly tunneled under the covers and cuddled up near my chest. I hugged him tightly while I listened to the commotion outside my room. Hey, who are you? Get out of here! Tom! Tom, someone's breaking
2: in! Hey, hey, stop! Stop! I said stop! I have a gun!
0: Tom, shoot him! (laughs) Is is he dead? I think so.
1: Patches and I hid under the covers. I remember closing my eyes tightly while listening to my mother and father being ripped apart.
2: Oh God. Then... there
1: was nothing. The fight better or worse was over. I waited for a few seconds before peeking out. The room was dark. The door was shut. And in my heart, I knew my parents were dead. Mom? Dad? Is that you? I wasn't sure what to do. I held my breath while I waited for a response. Finally, one came. Zach? Daddy! I was so excited to hear his voice, I almost leapt out of bed. Patches, on the other hand, remained apprehensive. Don't, no, 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 no! Stay away, Zach! Okay, 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 okay. I did as I was told and
2: stayed put. Do you... Do you remember the go bag your mother and I made you pack?
1: Yeah, just in case everything goes bad. That's right, son. I need you to take the bag. Go to the tree fort, hide. I'll meet you there as soon as I can. Dad? Okay, bud? <laughs> right, just, just do it, I Zachary! No other idea what to do. I complied. I got up and headed to my closet to retrieve the bag. On my way, I looked over at my father, who was silhouetted by the light coming in from the hallway. For the briefest of seconds, I thought I could see my dad holding a large wound on his neck with cupped hands. Blood seeped through my father's fingertips and tripped rhythmically on the carpet below him.
2: It's okay, Zach, Zach,
1: it's, it's okay. Just... Just listen to what I'm saying, okay? Please. I nodded my head before turning back to the task at hand. I searched through the closet in no time, pulled out the bag full of food and survival gear my parents helped me put together. I instinctively wanted to run to my father and give him a hug, but Dad stopped me.
2: No. Stay where you are. Stay. No, no. Stay where you are. I don't
1: understand. You
2: have to. Just.
1: What's happening? Stay back, okay? Tears welled up in my eyes, but instead of responding, my father started to involuntarily twitch. Dad? Unrecognizable, guttural sounds started to emerge from my dad's torn throat. I began to back up towards my bedroom window. The joined me as he retreated. I didn't know it then, but my father was changing. Soon he would be just another zombie. One of the first, but ultimately, still just a number added to the growing legion of the undead worldwide. Go! Go! I did. In no time I was out of my bedroom window. I ran into the woods with patches in hand. The treehouse was a 9 mile hike up the mountain. Despite my young age and everything that just transpired, I made it to my destination. What I didn't know then was the cosmic radiation from all those meteors hitting earth. Had somehow begun to reanimate the bodies of anyone killed from that point on. Turns out George a. Romero was right. The world ended up being a classic case of life imitating art. Well, I guess that's it. I just wanted some kind of record of what happened. You know, just in case. I really don't think the safe I'm putting this letter in is going to survive the impact. I am gonna bury it. Hopefully, that'll do something. I read in a book once that the Dead Sea Scrolls were found by a couple of kids throwing stones into a cave. I don't remember if it was Ethiopia or Turkey or, or whatever. Regardless, the kids heard a clay pot shatter, and that's how they knew something was down there. Turns out it was a bunch of ancient writings, thousands of years old, so you never know. Maybe this will survive. My name is Zachary Jones. I lived.
0: As if Patches instinctively knew his owner was through with his task, the small dog places two paws on Zach's chest and licks his face.
1: What? Too dramatic? Look, I know it's silly, but this is important. If I actually manage to save some kind of record of what happened here, my life will actually have a point. That's all I want. That safe and this note are the only things that matter now. Zack
0: places the notebook into the safe and locks the door.
1: I know we're of two different minds about this, but you don't have to make me feel like an idiot. We've been through this. Criticism is fine, but we're looking for constructive criticism. What? You lick your mother with that mouth?
0: Zack smiles. suddenly. Lightning strikes on a nearby tree, severing one of its branches from the trunk. As the branch falls, it gets tangled up among its piers, causing a heavy end to swing like a battering ram into the side of Zach's treehouse. A massive hole is created in the wall where the branch struck. Several of Zach's things, including the hotel safe, fall out of the treehouse and land on the ground below. Patches panics. His fight-or-flight response prompts him to leap out of the treehouse to avoid danger. Patches manages to make it down safely so quickly that Zack barely registers it.
1: Patches! No, Patches, it's not safe!
0: Without thinking, Zack exits the safety of his home and heads out into the storm after his dog. Patches? Through the rain and wind... Zack manages to just make out patches, running into the trees. Without a second thought, he bolts after him. As he sprints through the trees, an involuntary memory pops into Zack's head. Five years ago. Zack could only cry while the moans of the zombie below echoed through the forest. It was his father. Calm. He was sure of it. It's true the three years hadn't been kind to Mr. Jones's once recognizable face. The decay and the moisture of the climate had done their work. It was the clothes. He was wearing the same clothes. That's something Zack would never forget. What his dad looked like the night he fled from his home. It had taken his father a while to find the hidden tree house but he finally kept his promise. Whatever was left of that monster's mind still registered enough to remember. He met his son there, just like he said he would, there to collect on a bill that was due years ago. Finally, Zach couldn't take it anymore. He got up and headed over to a pile of random junk he scavenged from the local dump. He picked up a chipped black bowling ball and headed over to the small one-person balcony that looked over the forest. Hey! Hey, you! The zombie Uh, that was once his father stumbled closer to the treehouse. As soon as he was within firing range, Zach dropped the bowling ball down on top of him. The impact made quick work of Tom's already decomposing skull. There was no doubt. The zombie will no longer be a problem. All that's left was a pile of flesh and a memory.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dad. Why did you have to come here?
0: Zack collapsed onto the floor of the treehouse. There was nothing he could do but bawl his eyes out. Soon, Patches walked over and laid down against Zack's body. Another eruption of tears began flowing from his face as he grabbed his dog and hugged him tightly.
1: I love you, Patches. You're all I have left. Promise you'll never leave. I want you with me until the end. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being my dog. Thank you for being with me. I'll keep you safe. You'll be okay. Until. until it's all over.
0: Patches licked his face. Zack's arrival at the marsh snaps him back into the present.
2: Patches!
0: The thunderstorm finally subsides as he surveys his surroundings. Zach looks for any sign of patches. There was nothing but swampland, a couple-mile stretch of knee-high mud covering the area. A few sinister-looking trees sparsely grow out at various spots around the swamp, but for the most part, it was just a sea of dirty muck and water. Zach turns toward the sound and is overwhelmed with joy when he sees Patches struggling through the marsh only a couple hundred feet away.
2: Patches!
0: Unfortunately for both of them, the sound of Patches barking alerted the unseen enemies below. Like something out of a nightmare, half-decaying limbs begin popping out of the marsh from every direction. It seems that... Over time, more than a couple wandering zombies got stuck in the mud and have been lying dormant, just waiting for their chance to fresh meat, like a macabre undead minefield. Every zombie within a few feet of patches begins reaching for the poor animal. A couple a bit farther off have actually managed to move closer. The draw of a fresh meal giving their dead limbs strength where they would otherwise remain entombed. Without even thinking, Zack runs straight into the mud to rescue Patches. He struggles with every inch of his body to make it to his dog before he's killed by the undead closing in on him. As Zack moves closer, the barks grow louder and more desperate. Zack is so distracted by the idea of rescuing Patches that he completely ignored his surroundings as he moved. A recently trapped zombie was lying dormant, just beside him, and is now heading in for an attack. All Zack has time to do is throw his arm up in an attempt to block the zombie. Unfortunately, all he ended up doing was feeding the zombie his hand. With lightning fast speed, the bite severs his pinky finger. Despite the pain, Zach quickly whips his other arm and grabs the zombie by the back of the head. He then pushes down with all his might, driving the zombie's face into the mud, eventually burying it completely. Once he's sure the zombie is stuck and can't resurface, Zach turns his attention back to Patches. He is still safe. Patches is alive. Ignoring the pain and blood trickling out from where his finger used to be, he moves forward. Up until this point, Patches has been relatively safe. None of the surrounding zombies have been able to reach him, nor have the ones moving been able to make much progress. But now it looks like that is about to change. One of the zombies, only a few feet away, breaks free from the suction of the mud and starts making real progress toward the dog. No, you get away from him! The zombie closes in and scoops the small dog up. Patches, confused and afraid, watches as this abomination pulls him closer and closer to his death. The creature opens its mouth wide and brings Patches in for the death blow. before the zombie bites into patches. The meal is quickly replaced by a sufficient substitute. The zombie sinks its teeth into the flesh. Zack made it just in time to save patches. With no concern for himself, he rips his arm out of the zombie's mouth. The monster takes chunks of meat with him as he falls back into the mud. Zack picks up Patches and turns back the way he came. He follows the exact same path in order to avoid any more zombie attacks while he heads out of the swamp. It takes Zack a considerably longer amount of time to get home than it did to get to the swamp. He stumbles in right before dawn with Patches still in his arm. He looks at the ruins of his treehouse home in awe. A moment passes before he notices the hotel safe lying on the ground. He looks down at Patches, cradled in his arm. Zack's other arm, now missing a chunk of flesh and a pinky, dangles lifelessly to his side.
1: Okay. But don't go running off again.
0: Zack puts patches down on the ground. The dog happily roams about the area, staying nearby. Zack walks over to a shovel leaning up against the tree trunk of his fort. Then he stumbles back over to where the safe is and begins to dig. (sighs) Zack struggles to get back into his treehouse. The safe has been buried. It only took him about an hour to complete the task. He would have been able to do it much faster if it wasn't for his festering arm. The wounds are infected, and Zack is clearly showing signs of changing. Soon, he'll be among the undead. With some effort, Zack gets himself into a sitting position, facing the gigantic hole in the wall made just hours earlier. Patches soon joins him on his lap. At that moment, framed by the hole in the wall, the sun begins to rise. It was as if divine intervention positioned it just for him. A solo witness to the last dawn. Zack's eyes have almost completely clouded over now. Still, the sunrise shine brightly enough to make his last thoughts of hope. Pashas licks the wound on his arm.
1: Thank you for spending your life with me. I love you. Mwah. Mwah.
0: Zack kisses Patches on the top of his head before returning his attention to the sunrise. From somewhere behind them, from thousands of miles away, the asteroid strikes Earth. Zack and Patches ignore it. The two just stare off at the most beautiful sunrise they had ever seen as a wave of destruction barrels toward them.
2: Maybe
1: this is the way it's supposed to
3: thank you for listening to Tattered Tales Tattered Tales was created by Luke Fisher and Joe Wakefield doggone it was written by Joe Wakefield. Directed by Lily Fisher. Sound engineered by Luke Fisher. Produced by Lizzie Wakefield. Narrated by Hannah Christensen. Zach played by Danny Michael Miller. Tom played by Michael J. Renda. Joyce played by Lizzie Wakefield. The United States President played by Lorenzo Darden. Bar patrons played by Joe Wakefield, Jesse Lee Pacheco, and Sarah Marquise. News Anchor played by Brittany Goldman. Tattered Tales is produced by Nagano Press Studios and Spooky Castle Productions. If you'd like to follow the team and learn more about other projects that we're creating, follow Joe at Spooky Joe. Follow Lizzie at the underscore Lizziness. Follow Lily at Lily Fisher. Follow Luke at Filet underscore O underscore Fisher. And remember, please follow us at Tattered Tales Audio Dramas on all social media platforms. Thank you for listening.